0: Hello, and welcome to a podcast, still the only podcast available on the Arrakis network. I'm a Regan and with my own, Bob uh, Hadeep, which means kangaroo mouse, apparently, Teresa Stoddard.
1: Okay, guys, listen, I said that earlier in the movie. I said it in the first one, but I didn't say it out loud. I was just like, that's a kangaroo mouse, because I've seen harrowing documentaries about them. They're so adorable. I am a rodent lover myself. We've got rats, and they're amazing. But these cute little kangaroo mice are the best. Hi. How's it going? If you have a guest, we just got back from seeing Dune 2 in the theaters, and there was no sus... Popcorn buckets, so basically it was for not. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's true. That was disappointing. Yeah, I, I think I think it was a big old lie.
1: Oh, like a marketing scheme. Yeah. I'm waiting to see like on terms I haven't checked. Yeah. Does it actually exist or were they just being like
0: big bucket lies? Yes. Big bucket. Uh it was nice we went to go see a it was like a nine thirty showing.
1: Except for they played every preview that's ever previewed.
0: Every commercial, ever commercial.
1: Okay. When they started doing the, like, the, like, the, when they're, like, promoting Pepsi and popcorn and candy and stuff, that was right at, like, the 10 a.m. mark. We yeah. got there at 9.30. I mean, we were technically a little late, so we missed some of the pre-previews, and they just never stopped.
0: Yeah. I actually thought we were there right on time, like, perfectly. But we even had to wait. Like, it was just a long time. So I don't know if it was because this movie was a big opening. I don't know if it was because of the specific theater we went to. Or the length. Or the length Does, of the movie.
1: If you guys know, like, is it is it because of the length? Is it because of how popular it is? Is it because it opened? But I've never seen so many previews in my life. Yeah, it was... Like, I would hardly say, like, like, this is a great movie, and I did anticipate it. It's not the most anticipated movie I've ever seen. So it wasn't that. It wasn't the, like... It was just ridiculous.
0: And the runtime does uh, fall short, just shy of three hours. It was two hours and 46 minutes. And that is when you compare it also to Dune Part 1. It was Dune Part 1 was only about nine minutes uh, less. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't even, like... Like Oppenheimer was three hours. Okay,
1: and we saw Oppenheimer and we saw Killers of the Flower Moon. So it can't be the length.
0: Yeah, I think it was because of the popular.
1: I wonder popularity. if it's also because it got held back so far. They're like, this is all this stuff. You're just really going to make it worth your while.
0: Right. So the movie we're talking about today is uh, part
1: two Electric, Boogaloo.
0: two Electric Boogaloo. It's Doom Part Two. Uh, I'm not sure if it's officially billed as a sequel or just a second part to the movie that came out in 2021. Uh, this year has been three years. I mean, this movie has been uh, three years in the making. This
1: Year has already been three years. And we're only in March. Uh,
0: it was pushed back uh, because of the, the both the the WGA strike and the uh, screen uh, the SAG uh, the Screen Actors Guild strike. Uh, like I said, it's partially a sequel, partially just the second part of the, uh, 1965 Frank Herbert novel by the same name. Uh, it was, it's the third adaption again, uh, but the sequel to it, uh, following the David Lynch film in 1984 and the John Harrison 2000 television miniseries, uh, opening box office. Uh, it opened with a whopping eighty-one point five million dollars domestic and one hundred seventy-eight point five million globally. It was just one million shy uh, domestically than Oppenheimer's opening weekend, and it's by far the biggest opening weekend of two thousand twenty-four. Um, so here is where we usually go with our convince me's. Do you uh, you did it last time. You want me to start this time? Sure. Okay. So as always, we time these. These are convince our listeners in sixty seconds or less while they should watch this movie. Um, I think mine's going to be very short. Minus two. All right, I'm going to start, and here we go. Um, you should watch this movie because these sets of movies. Will probably be the culture for the next decade, and if you don't want to be a part of the culture, then like, what are you doing with your life? Maybe you should just go be in part of the water. Thank you. Right. Which is a reference to the in the movie. Yeah. That was eighteen seconds. All right. You want me to time you? Yes. Okay. And um, Whenever you're ready. Sorry. Whenever you're ready. Whenever you speak your first words, I'll time it.
1: Did you see Dune 1? <laughs> Fucking watch Dune 2! Time! <laughs> <laughs>
0: Five seconds.
1: <laughs> this isn't for the people... We're not gonna... Why are you listening to this if you haven't seen Dune 1? What are you doing? That'd be what, are you doing? That'd be... what are you doing?
0: What are you doing? What are you, you doing? Do... <laughs> oh, I think we're doing too much, honestly. uh, So, yeah... Um... Obviously, it's impossible not to get into spoiler territory at all. But I want to talk a little bit about. Uh, let's see if we can do a little bit of a non-spoiler discussion. But again, I think Dune. I know was just on Netflix. I think they
1: took it off on February 29th, Right, that which was that doesn't even exist anyway. So,
0: uh, <laughs> that's tough news for, uh, for all the. Leapier enthusiasts. Um, but yeah, you you need to do that if you have not seen it and you have no way of seeing it, and you just want a refresher pod. We also have we released it yet?
1: I actually just released it. So we're gonna do a double whammy today. You're gonna get Dune one and then Dune two. So double. yeah.
0: It's like a part one and part two of a podcast. A, pod- a podcast? Yes. Uh, it is also still available on Maths. It's called Not that the e- Podcast.
1: That episode, if you want to look for it, is called it's it's episode 29 or 28. I don't know. One of those two I just did, it. I think it's 28. Okay. And it was called Dune Fears the Podcast Killer. We can thank Mitchell for that. Oh. I wanted it to be Hold on, pull up your text
0: Oh um, yeah, Dune, part, many.
1: Dune episode one Um Sand Wars
0: I think so Yes, episode one, Sand Wars
1: What was my second one?
0: Uh, well the second one was gonna be Revenge of the Sandworms and Popcorn Buckets Or Revenge of the Sandworm Popcorn Buckets Yes Okay <laughs> Um So we're gonna try to have a non-spoiler discussion, but again, if you have not seen This
1: is the second installment, you're getting spoilers.
0: If you have not seen, but you we're not gonna spoil Dune One. Yes. Do One is spoiled. Then we're gonna talk very briefly. Yeah. About here you go. Do one is spoiled. Everyone dies. <laughs> uh if you all the characters next, yes. Um, if you're in a person, if you're in the Atreides family. You're not making it to the next movie unless you are either the star of Willy Wonka, or you are in a episode, uh like a eight episode season about the silo because Rebecca Ferguson is in that. Um, but everyone else in Atreides, you're gone, you're dead. So yeah, it's spoiled. But well, why don't you do listen to we're part two trying
1: to wipe out the House of right? That's
0: correct. That's correct. Um, Oops, didn't get the job done. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But I want to try to see if we can have a non-spoiler discussion about part two, Uh, and we're going to start just by some of the -the behind-the-camera talents. Not much has changed, so if you listen to part one, we get a little bit more in depth. Um, I. I want to start with, obviously, the filmmaker behind this, uh, Well, I'm going to call franchise, uh, and that is Denis Villeneuve, um, who directed, obviously, Part 1, but he also directed Blade Runner 2049, uh, Arrival, Prisoners, Sicario. Uh, he also wrote it with John Spates. Obviously, they took a lot of stuff also from the uh, novel. I mean, the the story is from the novel. I don't. I we have not read the novel as of yet. Uh, if we wind up doing a uh, like a, I guess, review of the book at one point, uh, we will probably talk about the book and movie similarities and differences. But as far as I know, everything that's in the book is in the movie.
1: Well, yeah, because you have to set it up. That's why the first Dune was mostly setting it up, but in a right. good way. Like, it would have gone so badly. It's
0: like, a big novel. Yeah. Um, and it is one of the very first works of science fiction, along with the Foundation by Asimov. Uh, oh, cool. I know how
1: to do it. Just a quick aside, I know you're talking about who's doing what, and we're... Um, it's very Lord of the Rings this, this one. Without, I know, but yeah. without spoilers, it's yeah. very Lord of the Rings vibes.
0: Yeah. Because it's a little bit more fantastical than your, like, your general science fiction. Um, it
1: was also like... They get in-depth about how they get water this one. They really glossed over it in the last one, and it was sickening.
0: Well, we didn't have as much tie with the yes. Bremen in the first one.
1: And it starts off right where they left off. Like, immediately where they left off. So that's good. we yeah. they do that with this, this
0: next uh, one. And all of that stuff that we're talking about was also written by John Spates who wrote for Dr. Strange, Passenger, Prometheus, Darkest Hours, and do Part 1. Uh, absent for this one was Eric Roth. He didn't stay for this one. Uh, Hans Zimmer comes again. From the Oscar winning uh, score from the first one, uh, with a, I would say, equally as prolific film composition. Um, I'd
1: say the music, though, like they even brought it up another level. We really? were used to some of the like themes and motifs that they did, but this one, they got to add so much because we learned so much more. We traveled so many more
0: places. Well, we had definitely different. different like newer themes were brought up and I feel like the the more we were with the Fremen there are more like
1: and I love the use of the thumper in a lot of the themes. Yeah. And when they alternated the thumper.
0: The the score is very uh percussive. Yeah. I think. Um especially if it does a great job to build a lot of the tension in the film. Um
1: and They definitely drew a lot from the Middle East.
0: Yeah, they very mysterious, a lot of harmonic minor intonations and stuff, and uh, even like uh, the
1: musicality is so cool. Like,
0: yeah, it is is really awesome. Um, they brought back cinematographer Greg Fraser, worked on Rogue One, uh, obviously Dune Part One, The Batman. Batman. Uh, again. Uh, they brought back uh film editor Joe Walker, who won for editing, costume design. They got back Jacqu- Jacqueline West in production design, they had Patrice of uh Susanna Suppose, and they brought also uh Shane View as a a new person. I know that they split production between like Budapest and other places as well. And so like wherever they they shot, they had different production design teams. Or are you going to say, sorry to cut you off?
1: No, I was just going to be like, it's Susanna, because you struggled last podcast uh, with it. And I was just like, it's just extra letters, but it's a really cool way to spell it.
0: But it's a really cool way to spell it.
1: We got Shamalamala as Paul Atreides.
0: Yeah, this is our <laughs> our actors here. We have uh, Timothy, Shalamalhai, who else we have?
1: The worse we pronounce your name, the more famous you are.
0: Probably. If
1: we give you your real name, you're... you're... Good job, guy. But like,
0: then for like Zendaya, do we just not pronounce it at all because? Okay,
1: the funniest thing <laughs> is the character's name is Chani, but I heard Johnny the whole time, even knowing her name. So like, had I not just recently seen *Dune* one, I would have been like, her name's Johnny. Like,
0: that would have been cool. Like, yeah. Uh We also have Rebecca Ferguson as Lady Jessica Treaties, which is Paul's mom, and she's part of the Bene G- Gesserit. Um, we have Stellan Skarsgård. Skarsgård as the Baron Disgusting. Vlad, yeah he's gross. Uh, Javier Bardem. I think he's hilarious in this movie.
1: Oh, Stellan is great.
0: Yeah, honestly, like low key, maybe my favorite performance.
1: Oh, funny. Yeah,
0: like every single scene that he was like, he's so humble, just like the Chosen One would be.
1: He almost like. A use my word. To say it like a
0: like a fanatic or a
1: but like a I want to say satire, but something else. It's like, but it means satire.
0: <sighs> but it is almost satirical, like about how it fanaticism is.
1: is. The whole movie is. It's like yeah.
0: Well, we're gonna talk about that with major themes,
1: a... like.
0: Response
1: to You know what he networking. seemed
0: like? He seemed like like um like a, almost like a fire brimstone preacher in the whole movie.
1: No, he was too cool for that.
0: No, I, what I mean is like not okay, so maybe not that kind, but like like the kind of person like he, of course that's what he would do. Uh, that's you know You know what he is. No, I don't know what he is.
1: He turned his chair around.
0: Oh uh-huh. yeah. He's the everyone's favorite youth pastor, uh, yeah, violent out of it, yeah, 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 yeah he he has his cap tipped to the side, he's like, you know what's really doing, you know what's really doing? we doing things for Jesus right now, folks, um, but yeah, still car, Dave
1: Batista, my dude. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, so extra.
0: Slamming like, some people the consoles. He, Watch out for the head, man.
1: He wants to be a Marvel villain really badly, according to some things I've read. And, like, I can't decide if that
0: he's would be a like, good thing he's or, definitely is like, bad it. but,
1: like, he's like, I'm done being be a nice guy. I want to be unhinged. So, i just like to see it.
0: He's just like Drax, but, like, a little bit more bad.
1: Drax is, like, 0% bad. He's, like, all the bad.
0: Uh, Then obviously uh, this is just where I ended from the previous one. So uh, Zendaya is really the co-lead of this movie, and I would even argue by the end of the movie, she's the lead.
1: Because we're with her, we're not with him,
0: right? And, we're and it we're
1: for her, we're not. With it
0: him. almost just, the movie almost starts and ends with her because
1: he started very genuine and then got very white savoury.
0: Yeah, well, we're gonna talk more about that. Listen, you can't keep my mouth. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. Uh, we also have Charlotte Rampling back as the Reverend Mother him,
1: She did play, didn't she play the therapist on Dexter in the later season?
0: Uh, yes, I think she did. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where you know her from. Uh, here's some new faces that we have. We have Austin Butler, who I'm gonna refer to many times as just Elvis.
1: He's got mad Matt Smith vibes.
0: Yeah, very much so. Uh He plays the Baron's really weird nephew. Not Baron. Uh, That kiss was sus. Okay, but you couldn't tell if it
1: was like a side mouth kiss or if they were just like oh no,
0: full on. Like, no, the Baron gave him a side mouth kiss and he was like, I could do one better. I'm just going to straight up make out with you, uncle.
1: Well, so, speaking of Matt Smith, Game of
0: Thrones, Follow the footsteps.
1: So Star Wars was like, "Mm, incest, okay, we got you.
0: Yeah, he plays, I think his name is Fade? Fade? Ralph? Fade. Fade. Like badass. Yeah, but spelled cool. We have Florence Pugh, um, who is taking the uh, I'm in Every Single Movie along with someone else that we might mention later.
1: Oh my gosh, I kept being like, I got confused because I was like, I know Florence Pugh is in it. This doesn't look like... Uh, uh.
0: But she plays uh, the Emperor's daughter, the Princess Erulian, I think her name is Erulian. Let's
1: talk about the Emperor.
0: Christopher Walken. Were you are you were shocked when you're like, what? Christopher Walken's going to be the Emperor?
1: Listen, I was really hoping it was a woman. But what oh. I saw was because, like, we haven't seen the Emperor the whole time. Right. And, like, they're very, like, woman-forward in this. Um on, like, they? Of, Yeah.
0: You think so? I'm not, I'm not, I'm not yeah, questioning. I just, there's, was... um, many times
1: what. And then in the but... men, men and women are equal. And then,
0: um... So, Fremen definitely are super progressive. But I would say, like, the ruling class isn't. And I think that the Benny Jesuit oh, okay. are almost like gone a lot of
1: there's a lot of women in power in it is what I'm getting at.
0: But I feel like that the Benny Jesuit, like that whole group is in power, but like not at the desire of the ruling class. It's like they've always been in power in the universe, okay, but and the ruling still, class just deals with still it. the
1: same thing. It doesn't change the fact that there were women in power. And they can like, angry and yell in the
0: words, and and, Yeah, angry the voice. Uh, we also have,
1: literally, just if you've ever been mad at your kid, you've used that voice before.
0: We also have uh, one other new face. We have uh, Leia Saidu as the Lady Margaret. That's the one who that's a really creepy seducing of mm-hmm. the Baron oh. uh, uh, Jesuit. I feel like just, it's not creepy just because he's so creepy
1: that like
0: it well, can I'm just saying. each other out. I'm just I'm not saying she was being creepy. I'm just saying dude, yeah. like anyone, you know. Um and then if you wanna if you have not seen a movie uh and you just wanna avoid just a little bit of spoiler, I would fast forward like maybe thirty seconds, because I just wanna mention two other people who are in here. Both of them that you can just look at the cast list and find, but I just wanna be very conscious of people who you know, are, oh my god, how dare you do spoilers, but here you go. There's two other people that are in it. Three, two, one. Uh, Josh Brolin comes back as Gurney Halleck, which was was cool. I, I think I was spoiled on it, because I think I looked up the cast list beforehand, and then who I wasn't spoiled on, and I was shocked was that Anna Taylor-Joy is going to be the future, which makes me wonder if yeah. the next one She is. That's why I was was making a joke. But it makes me wonder um, if the plan is the next Dune movie goes like years in the future so that she's a large part of it. mm -hmm. All right. Um, So if you missed those two, uh, we're going to go into the plot without spoilers. But really quickly, I mean, I'm just going to warn you. It's hard to talk about this movie really without spoiling large parts of it. So let's just start with, um, the movie starts, uh, first off, we're introduced to the emperor and, uh, the princess. Matter of fact, it's told through journals, journal entries, right? At the beginning.
1: They're calling them comics. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Um... But for the most part, it just fo- follows uh, Paul Atreides as he gets more and more immersed within the Fremen culture. Uh, he becomes, uh, oh, what are they called, Fre- Fremen? Fremen, who are the the warrior people of the Fremen. Uh, he is given a Fremen name, uh, which is Oslo, means strong. And he is the Mahadeep, which is known as the Chosen One, which also is what they call the Kangaroo Mouse. Um, So Paul, uniting with Chani and the Fremen and Sandworms, who they call the Shai Falud, uh, go on a warpath of revenge against the conspirators. So like the Harkonnen and the Emperor who destroyed his family. uh, And he winds up Having to choo- like the whole movie revolves around facing to choose between the love of his life, the fate of the known universe, um, and trying to prevent terrible futures that he uh, can foresee because he has the, the vision that's part of his training, uh, and being part of the Betty Jesuit, even though he's a man. Meanwhile, the Betty Jesuit on their end are trying to form an alliance with the Harkonnen. Uh, Because they're worried about the Fremen rebelling on uh, uh, Arrakis. Uh, So they were introduced to uh, Elvis, Austin Butler's character, who's the Gnaw Baron, and um, the. the, Yeah, Fade, Mr. Fade, uh, who is like just the worst um, and creepy and just is a psychopath. Uh, but the Benny wouldn't think that they can control him because they don't think that they can control whatever's going on with the Fremen. Uh, were they, I don't think that they know Paul is alive, alive still. No.
1: Well, to be fair, Paul isn't
0: alive. That's, I mean, yeah, if you want to get all, like, deep he, into the dune. When,
1: when he died, Jarvis, what the fuck?
0: When, when he, killed he killed Jarvis. James, Jameis? Jameis? Yeah. No, Yes. It's not Jarvis. Jarvis. <laughs> when
1: he killed James, he was no longer Paul.
0: The boy was, was killed, uh, and the cause... man was born. Because a uh, Savaya, uh, whatever they call. I can only remember if I'm reading it. This yeah. Is,
1: this is like some dead stuff. Like.
0: Yeah. The Chosen One. Every time he James becomes the. Does it, I'm like, oh I really? Have
1: I ever been to Benihanas? No, but.
0: Uh, and then, while this is happening, um, uh, Lady Jessica is spreading the prophecy in throughout the rest of the. Not Lady Jessica anymore. Oh yeah, she becomes the.
1: She drinks the lifeblood, and becomes the Reverend Mother.
0: The High Reverend Mother. Yeah, she takes over the High Reverend Mother on Arrakis. Um, she drinks. What is called, they were like, Oh, she's
1: pregnant, like, my bad. But the baby was like, Yeah, this is nothing, and and they talked to the baby.
0: Oh, yeah, that's an odd thing that they do. That
1: was kind of cool.
0: Oh, you think so? Yeah, that was by the way, when they respond, that was her, that was the person's voice. Mm -hmm. Um, so. How do you think that the movie did? Oh, and and then at the same time, the emperor is trying to weigh how he could still stay in power. Does he choose the Harkonnen, or because he's like, but he also knows that he liked the Atreides family. Uh, so there's like a big old like what like uh, choice he has to make of who to side with, and then he ultimately it sides with the Harkonnens. Mm-hmm. Like almost like the the best of the the two worst choices for him. Um, how do you think the way the way the the movie sets up a lot of the like a lot of the movie does a lot of good job like foreshadowing what's going to happen, especially like through dreams. Mm-hmm. And because um, I'll be honest with you, and I, I don't mean this as like as a down thing, I really wasn't surprised by a lot of the movie. How about you?
1: I think it was playing out in the manner, but it's a prophecy movie, so that kind of makes sense.
0: Right, right, right. I'm not saying it was a bad thing, I'm just saying.
1: I think some of the things that, like, some details were surprising, and I feel like that's enough. Like, this isn't something, this isn't a movie that's going to sit and subvert your expectations. Right. At least at this stage. I don't know what's coming up in the series i don't know yeah. who we're gonna lose i don't know what's gonna happen but as far as the second installment of it yeah it was it, it was getting him from north to south and that's what
0: is i mean that's literally it's the story was the almost was too yeah the
1: first um like he's pushing the domino in place for everything else like
0: yeah what'd you think about when uh h- how'd you feel about learning more about the Fremen's culture?
1: I like that because, like everybody else, sucks on that planet. Like,
0: <laughs> oh, you mean like the the the, the and the, the, the yeah yeah the 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 armor the uh the army for the yeah the emperor and stuff. Centaurs. Yeah. Um, what do you think about the way they did the the water from the dead bodies?
1: So gross! I hated it.
0: Yeah. So gross. So, whenever someone died, they would take all of the moisture from the body that they possibly could, so they could use it to recycle in their suits. It wasn't meant for drinking.
1: No, some is meant for drinking. No.
0: Yes, not...
1: They, um, they could have, but they said they had too many chemicals to drink. They could only use it for coolant.
0: That's what I meant. Yeah, I meant that they were coolant for the sake now, when a Fremen dies, though...
1: They get put in the lake.
0: They have a lake in a like a like a Fremen city, okay, which question. is... Go ahead. If you're
1: really, really thirsty. You're looking at that lake. Are you like...
0: It's forbidden, though.
1: Okay, but what if they don't catch you?
0: It's very if forbidden. If you knew they
1: weren't going to catch you, would you drink it? You know how thirsty you are. Imagine uh, the thirstiest you've ever been in your life.
0: I don't know. Right now, I feel like... <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> You know, drink that like um so I
1: like, Here drink of the water. Just to let you know, that is a bunch of fallen uh huh. Fremen? Nope. Harkonnen. Oh. So there is chemicals in it.
0: Oh well. There's probably chemicals <laughs> in a regular water. Oh yeah. Um so I really can't think of anything else to get into that doesn't involve massive spoilers and I really okay. spend them out. Yeah. I really can you think of anything else that the movie does as set up?
1: No, I want to get on to some sandworm
0: action. So. Okay. Well, there is sandworm action beforehand too. I think the scene when uh you know Paul becomes so
1: It's the
0: spoiler. You think it's a spoiler? Do you want to start there? So, spoilers from here on out. Again, what are you doing listening to podcasts if you have not watched this movie? Oh,
1: maybe some people like spoilers.
0: Well, for people who like spoilers, they start now. Okay,
1: I was going to say, I feel like everyone would know that you could ride the sandworm,
0: but I It was in the previews, man. Oh,
1: was it? Okay, I didn't watch the previews. Um... But yeah, he. But there was all the like, is he going to do it? Right, right,
0: right. Well, in their culture, in the Fremen's culture, which is so cool that I get to talk about like a proper, like a film that develops an entire like culture. Well,
1: film did not develop the culture. The, Frank Herbert developed the culture. Okay, okay. They said, here's the culture.
0: Right, From right. right. That's, That's true. Fair. No, 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 no. You're right. You're right. That's very true. That's very true. So it's so cool that this culture though exists, um, where they're very anti outsider. Like it's very much like outsider versus people born within the group, which is understanding of the history of their whole people. Um, and then you have the people who are convinced. So,
1: we're going to go ahead. The Fremen are the indigenous people of Arrakis.
0: Correct.
1: So they do um, act like many indigenous sects of people, and historically, it's never good when outsiders come Correct. because they bring genocide, they bring diseases, they are going to do especially things for
0: you. with how brutal of a people the Harkonnens are. No
1: matter, even. The Chosen One. Not as good. He's, he was the most, he really meant it. I don't think he was insincere. She said he's very sincere. But once he drank up the life, um, the, the water of life, I think he's no longer who he was, and now the real, like...
0: Yeah. Like, I guess, who he was supposed to cover or anything like that. I want to table that discussion, because that's a great Oh, just a note, because I want to get into when we talk about themes and about like the, the absolute like what we talked about before mm-hmm. about what happens when you, what are, what does different kind of power look like? Um, but, and I wasn't like trying to, I think that's a great point. Um, but I want to start just with the whole, him his process of becoming more and more into the Fremen people. Cool. And what did you think about like step by step, like First off, he he he's allowed to join by the society because he killed someone. So blood, uh, a life for a life.
1: So quick to no, they were not welcome.
0: Still, still, still guard bad, was, um, and he even when he meets with the I guess the other elders of the society, the other people, they're like, we don't care, and he's like, I'm willing to my risk my life on it because he is a fanatic. Yes, he is definitely a fanatic. But there's a lot of skeptics, which we'll talk about a little bit later. But Silver
1: also isn't as amicable as he may seem. Because to Lady Jessica, he was like, basically, you're going to drink this and become Reverend Mother or you get fucked, you can go die.
0: Well, because he needs the prophecy to, to mm-hmm. be real. um, And that, this prophecy, this whole thing, this whole balance lies whether or not Paul is the chosen one of the society or not.
1: What do you think about the way they get the life water? The water of life.
0: Oh yeah, when they kill like the baby sandworms, yeah, they, and they get the they the catch water. them
1: and then put a big syringe up and like yeah, I was like they're cute. Why are you killing them?
0: And then uh, they drink it, and it's almost like the character dies but gets reborn. Mm-hmm.
1: That's how you get your blue eyes. Yes. Now, when do their blue eyes activate? Just when they're in battle? Because like they very they go between having not blue eyes and then the stark blue eyes. All of the characters do.
0: I think a lot of that also has to do with lighting and maybe also like
1: inconsistencies. I feel like there's I, gotta be a reason. I thought that's they were
0: always specific. blue. I thought they were always blue. But like it no, blue I've when seen, they like
1: everyone's really?
0: brown eyes. I have to rewatch it and let's double <laughs> check. Um so uh just before Paul um drinks the no, you're water not, of life you're way too far what? what about
1: the them taking down such large yeah that was such a cool thing
0: and, Yeah, thank you for, and, for reminding um, me
1: and how they were hiding in the shadows through it like and then they're coming out of the sand they're, like just the, the amazing warfare tactics, was so yeah. cool.
0: Um, uh, I thought the, the scene where they're because what they're trying to do the whole thing is they're trying to enact revenge on what happened to Paul's family.
1: Yes, and they want to take away the spice so that so they don't get any money for it. They
0: know the best way to do that would be to for spice disruption. Matter of fact, the whole movie starts with if you control spice, you control everything. That's we were
1: like hoping the subtitles would say, but they did not. No,
0: they did not. But that is the whole. So. The thing that they did is they are targeting all of these spice manufacturing, uh, like machinery, Um and they take it down in like the coolest freaking way, man. Like just the the rocket launchers. A lot of the technology is really the cool. Thing
1: to me: is that like you see them, and most of the time you see them, you don't think technology. You think like, oh, maybe these are but
0: like the like, thumper.
1: Everything they technology. Have is- really cool
0: the uh the way that they get the the grappling hooks onto the The worms the worms all the things where they're riding the worms are so cool i don't know how they did that that was like it's it looks amazing the production design is incredible i know a lot of it is probably also cgi but it looks so distinct right um so in the process of taking all these down Paul, uh, finds, uh, one other living member of the yeah, Atreides like, family.
1: It was fifth one they'd taken down. Yeah. It was not the first. No, no, not the second either.
0: No. And then, so, um, at this point we find out that there is, uh, these like, and I, I don't know how I felt about this. Cause it almost felt like just super convenient that they had like nuclear weapons. Like, just hidden away in a mountain that wasn't really hidden away. I was kind of like, well, that's really convenient. Well,
1: sometimes things have to be for plotting right. forward.
0: What I did like, though, is it didn't heavily lean on it. It was more of like, uh, it almost served as a distraction. Um, then, uh, uh, Paul's really struggling between this because he's really worried I don't want to get too bogged down in plot plot, but it's really important to set up he's terrified that if he goes so there's a a faction separation between the Fremen and Arrakis there's the north who are a little bit more skeptical who are very um, wary of Paul and Lady Jessica, they're really uh, anti-outsider and then you have the south who are separated by, like, these sandstorms that cover the separation between the, the northern and the southern parts of Arrakis. And uh, those people are fanatical. And he knows, Paul knows, that if he goes down south, they are going to see him as this Jesus-like figure, and they will go to a holy war just Basically, for him.
1: He's taking a nice drive down to the Bible Belt.
0: Right. But he, he doesn't want to. Like, he's struggling because yeah. he's like, I don't want to, I don't want to. Well, once uh, the Harkonnens, led by um, Nahbaron, uh completely destroy all of the North's uh, holdings. Like, all of their like, um, they strongholds. um
1: put in their water.
0: Yeah. They have no choice but to retreat south, and then like again something that we're going to explore in our theme section you know like the thing he's afraid of doing happens he goes south he realizes he he, he drinks of the water of life he dies but he is also brought to life by um chani chani Reluctantly, because she is the she
1: got voice to do it
0: she is the um, one spring. spring of the Desert or something, right? A Desert Spring. Yeah. And that tear,
1: of the tear desert, spring,
0: her tear with the water of life brings him back. Uh, oh, it but he bring, sees it doesn't
1: bring him back. Right. It's, it's not never Paul.
0: It's no longer Paul. Before it's,
1: that, we got to see their relationship grow just to tear right. a park
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, and then they they fall in love. Um, and Paul really is terrified because he knows that if he goes south, if he does what he's supposed to do, he is that reluctant chosen one. The reluctant leader. Like, he doesn't want to do this until he is forced to.
1: He's very reluctant. He's very, like, Frodo, except for more capable, because Frodo's kind of, yeah a whiny, like, led by Sam. Wouldn't make it otherwise. But he still has the courage to
0: take the ring. Just like he has the courage to drink the water. You know? But then he no longer
1: got commanded to do it. Right. She was like, uh it was uh,
0: his choice. Um
1: well because he talked to not Jarvis, Jameis. Yes. He was like basically, Hey dude, I killed, can you please give me some advice? And he was like, Well, once you do that. Once you open your mind, you'll see it all.
0: And then uh, he has visions.
1: But could that have been one of the desert demons wanting to enact the plan of like all-out global war?
0: It's possible. I mean, and I want to talk, like I said, I don't hate to keep tabling discussions, but I think one of the most important themes in this whole movie is like what, like a very chicken and the egg thing with the prophecy.
1: Yes cuz they're sitting there create he doesn't really believe in it but it's kind of it believes in him. So either way it's happening.
0: It's like an ouroboros and prophecy.
1: It's like Daisy Jones and the Six didn't exist and then now it exists. So like it goes like
0: just like that. Yes. Just like that. No, just like that. No, cuz you're
1: creating something that didn't exist and now it exists.
0: Right. But it's even more so when we get to the prophecy. Yeah, Uh, we'll explain why in a minute. Um, So, uh, he sees a couple of visions in his future. Uh, One of the things is he sees um,
1: following a woman,
0: following the woman dying. But I think that woman woman. might be his sister. Just a theory.
1: It looked like his mother because they got really close up on her.
0: But his mother. Could be,
1: but it didn't look like Anna Taylor Joy. You don't think so? No. Okay. Her face is way different. She's got a distinctive face.
0: Well, anyway, so but we do see Anna Taylor Joy yeah. as his sister, as we're introduced as a grown-up version of his sister.
1: I was really confused because half the time it seemed like they meant, like they were very ambiguous in the front, and I was like, Florence Pugh is this what? I don't. Uh. <laughs>
0: uh we also they also find out through the vision because the vision is allowed to see not only the future but also the past and we find out that he he finds out that he's actually the grandson of the baron baron because lady jessica his mom is actually the baron's daughter which i was like the fuck like that's such a weird twist oh because she didn't know oh she had no idea
1: i okay listen
0: Yes. Listening.
1: The way it sounded, it sounded like he got her pregnant and she didn't know that it was him and that the the, the baby was by him. And I was like, what? But oh,
0: yeah yeah, 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 yeah. No. They
1: weren't super clear. I think. No, they weren't. I think. If I would have had subtitles, it would be much more clear. So yeah. when you rewatch, it'll be much easier. But there was a few lines in the movie. I could not understand what was said at all. And I was just like, well, I hope that's not important.
0: Um, so after he kind of takes the full title of the chosen one, the Mahadeeb, he is like, okay, guys, we got to get the troops together. Let's go.
1: But he refuses to kill Stilgar. and
0: right, he almost
1: but, got turned on. Yes, when he because his mom was like he's going in too hard. You need to, yeah, 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 yeah. And he's like, "Bitch, I'm the chosen one. I want to do he what I starts want."
0: Seizing his power. Yes, where like he starts not just like, like it's it's not that he only like because before he's been really reluctant to uh, be a, a leadership role because the only thing he's saying he's like, "I'm not the body." I'm not the person you think I am. I just want to fight alongside you. I just want to fight with the Like women. He had
1: the intention of really wanting to help, but once
0: he sees that
1: theme absolute power crops absolutely right. and that's funny we We talked in the car afterwards um About when we discussed themes, and I think it's the same part. We both had that thought, but we didn't say it to each yeah. other. and then I was like, I thought that when he was up on the hill and he was just kind of looking at everything right.
0: And you're like, me too? And I'm like, okay. And then, and then so, uh, I'm talking about now, specifically, this is when he's addressing all of the, the fanatics in the South, and he's getting all of the troops, mm-hmm. and there's still people who reluctant, but this is the first time you really see a resistance. Yeah, and then he's
1: like, well, your grandma did this, and you're not right."
0: This. Like, anybody he else? He's able to see. He's able to, yeah. you know, fully... Tap into all that Anderson. power. Yeah, yeah, omniscience, Yes, for sure. And then I want to talk about like maybe the best battle sequence I've ever seen in a movie. Like we had we had explosions.
1: Well, first, before you talk about okay. that, I want to talk about when we first meet Fade in the battlefield.
0: Okay, like, that was so. Cool. No, yeah, that was a cool. That was a cool part. It's in black and white, but yes. then um. When we go to the Harkonnen's planet most of their stuff is in black and white. It's mm-hmm. this really interesting choice that they make, um, like artistically mm-hmm. to depict everything. I don't know if it's because of the level of violence. Or I level... think it's
1: because they're all super white. So it just looks really stark. Like it looks cool. And then like with the blood on the tip, but it's black, like that was really effective. I feel like.
0: Oh yeah, for sure.
1: Um, and when they went to go check on fade, the only thing not in black and white was their little binoculars.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, sure, that was cool. You know, like the the color differences. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, oh, and we're full of circles again in this one, which I like. Yeah, like a lot of
1: the, Fremen architectures circles.
0: Yes, definitely. I like probably, the
1: probably like based off of their. I forgot the cool name for the sandworm.
0: Uh, the, do. Yeah, the uh triangle house
1: <laughs> pretty close. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, and then the other one was more triangular.
0: Mm. Right, right, almost like sharp and yeah. Um,
1: they're much more natural with the earth, and the others are very
0: like um, machinery, very on the machinery. Yeah, uh, that's why they they use all those big machines and. Like the, was, and they
1: flew an ornithopter. I was like, hell yeah. yeah! I got worried when I saw the ornithopter. I was like, fuck, because I thought that was only like an enemy control, but they must have seized it. Yeah,
0: well, wait, with all the different reading.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, but no, I thought that was cool. That's also when you see the the Jesuits really enacting their. Um, it almost seems like that they're afraid of the power that Paul is amassing. And they want to make sure that they have uh, other allies,
1: basically, they always want to pull the strings and they get very right. uncomfortable and they're not able to like working back in the shadows.
0: no, yeah, for sure. Um, and uh, so that they ally with the and Oh, and okay. takes I was over. like
1: what did we just just watch talking about working back in the shadows? It was. Robert Downey Jr. and Oppenheimer, yeah, yeah. Talk, and they're like, "You're you're not in the shadows anymore." Right. And that's kind of what we got when we like when he faced the Emperor, and when the um, High Reverend Mother came,
0: which was after the the big battle that takes over in the in the movie, um, which is just it was incredible movie making. Um, I love them riding the sandworms yeah. into the city.
1: I loved how they just yeah, used it as not even just the city, but like how they went from north to south. They had to use the tr
0: the right they had a the only
1: thing that could get through the storm.
0: Yeah, you know, the same words. Mm-hmm. Um and then we have a couple of face-offs like uh Paul kills his grandfather, which is the baron. Um and then he also kills uh Austin Butler, R.I.P. Fade.
1: That was such a close fight.
0: It was, yeah.
1: I was like, just, just do the voice at him, <laughs> voice at him, just, just
0: voice at him. Uh, they spare the emperor because he, like he said in the first move, like he said in the first they part, spare him
1: just because the girl asked.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, he winds up deciding to marry the princess, which definitely pisses Zende off. Um, she's like. And you could tell, like she leaves. Yeah, she leaves. She's like, I'll, I, I, I'm catching the next sandworm to the next town. Uh, I'm gonna ride it all the way to the next movie. So, um, I wonder. So, I guess uh, we can get a little bit into predictions. No, well, as I was say, let's well, um, we'll say predictions for the end. Um, but so basically, uh, Paul is in charge of uh, Arrakis. The royal families are pissed off at the Emperor, but also they want to control Arrakis. Mm-hmm. Uh they won't accept Paul's uh ascendancy to the throne because he essentially becomes the new emperor after marrying the princess. Mm-hmm. And so it looks like we're set up for a sequel.
1: Well also he fought the guy in one, so it wouldn't even need the because he used Fade as his Stand in, so therefore, the marriage wouldn't have actually been necessary. So he's just kind of being a douche because, based on their politics, since the guy was the stand in, he would take their role, he would usurp their throne.
0: I think that he more challenged him on the responsibility for his father's death than him taking over the throne. Okay, but it could be both. It could be, but I think that the political marriage is the thing that gets him the throne. You know it's not going to be a political marriage. But that's, that was his plot, though. His plot was to marry into the Emperor's family so he could ascend to the throne so that he can enact his revenge plots against the Harkonnen, which he does. He does everything he was set out to do. Uh, which brings us to our two main themes for this movie, which we'll discuss. Which one?
1: Fuck around and find out. Uh,
0: and that is the 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 theme of the prophecy of the chosen one. Mm-hmm. And um, how do you feel about their deployment of this theme? Like
1: very good because. Chosen ones are always a little bit of a douche in the mid, midway through. As soon as they actually take their power, they suck. And like, honestly, if he got eaten by a sandworm right now, eh,
0: whatever. So I have a question for you. Yeah. Is he the real chosen one? Because if we find out in the first movie, the chosen one is supposed to be his sister, the daughter. Of lady, Jessica, not the son. Mm -hmm. So is he a fake prophet?
1: But he's doing all the real things. So does it matter?
0: Which that is, this is the thing that what you said is the best part of the whole movie, because Mm -hmm. the whole movie is, is this free will or is this destiny? Because. The only reason why they think he's the chosen one, do you know? Do you know the? I, I don't mean to like put you on the spot here, but his
1: mom planted the seeds.
0: The Benny Jesuit Society, for centuries, planted the seeds that the Benny Jesuit that was with the Atreides family would have a child that was the chosen one. So, is he the chosen one? Or is it just because the fanatics want him to be?
1: Well, he is, he does understand their language, which is, how does he do that? Um, is that he studies b- it.
0: I don't, It never showed that. But he does, because he studies about their people.
1: Oh, yeah, that was funny. He was like, hey, your, your sandworm walk is not quite how it should be. Okay, let me shut the fuck up. <laughs> He very well actually her, and she was like, "Um, bruh,
0: but yeah, no, no no she he studies their people,
1: but the thing is, like in everyone, it doesn't matter who the actual chosen one could be. once the prophecy starts, it doesn't matter. Which is like, amazing. That's that's like God. I do not want to discuss fucking Harry Potter, but very much but a Harry Neville situation. Yeah, that's
0: exactly what I was. And thinking. also
1: how Harry gets all fucking bitchy once, like towards the end. Right. Like I
0: would I say, have to this like
1: fucking, it gives me the ick now. Um, and I read it when I was young, so I didn't really like
0: just fully understand his.
1: No, I didn't really be like. Cho Chang, that's totally a fine name. Oh, yeah. Or like all of her terrible, terrible shit.
0: That's so a whole other
1: podcast. Much more, like, I need to read a bunch of prophecy shit so I can have better examples. Um, But very much, it doesn't matter who, the prophecy doesn't give a fuck who is the chosen one. If if it works, it works.
0: Well, I could talk about the Wheel of Time and how um. Oh, yeah. The character Rand. Because well,
1: no, there was multiple. Like, it was a...
0: Yes, the three. It was a three-headed prophecy where they don't know who is the dragon until it becomes Rand. But it could have been Matt. It could have been Perrin. We,
1: we need... Okay, because you... You've, you've read. I've read it, yeah. <laughs> read one season of that show. I don't know anyone's name. You no, know, I,
0: I, I, um, I, read, I read at least half of it, I think. But the thing is, like, the Rand becomes a dragon. Spoilers for yeah. the week so it of time, it, but it's it, it,
1: it's inconsequential. It doesn't matter. The chosen one isn't special. They're a cog in the machine.
0: Yes, that's, that's, that's so well put. Like exactly. So the thing they is like literally
1: just what sets forth a chain reaction. They're
0: just another pawn.
1: Yes,
0: in the grand schemes of the people who take power. The the thing is like the petty Jesuit uses them to assume the control. And that's what a lot of skeptics also that's feel what religion too. Does. So. A lot of that prophecy chosen one and stuff like that is based off of religious fanaticism. Mm-hmm. And I, I just find it so fascinating the way they harnessed like that very ideal. Uh, I think they do such a great job of it of is this prophecy like, or, like, is this, was this supposed to happen, or did it happen because they were told it's supposed to happen this way? Well, basically, That is the...
1: I really do think it's the latter, and I think it's the latter because it's like horoscope. When you read it, you're like, oh, I am very intuitive. That's not a specific trait. It's, you're reading what you want to read. Um,
0: Speak so, on it. Yeah. like, no, no, that's 100% it. That's the feeling I get, is that, um, so, I mean, they could all be but very he wrong. He,
1: one, he chose not to.
0: But was he, he ever been, able to?
1: Would he have been forced, or would he have been, like, what if he didn't take to his mother's teaching?
0: But was he ever going to that? What I mean, it was like, I guess what I'm saying is, like,
1: Philosophical debate of whether free will exists, and yes, yeah, it's. Um,
0: I know it's taking away a little bit of the movie, but that's that's really what the movie almost explores. I know. think
1: free will. Okay, I think free will. in does, the
0: book, obviously, I think
1: free will does exist, but whatever's going to happen is going to happen, kind of like in a time lord way. Like there's fixed points, points that in can't time, be done.
0: right? And
1: were they pre? preconceived or is it just that's how it played out, but that's always how it was gonna play out,
0: but it's just so fascinating how because you
1: can take very many different paths to come to
0: this same, same destination same point, yeah,
1: and like not to get too real on maine, but like I felt that kind of recently where like if I'm fighting against the pull of things, things don't go well for me, but if I just like go with it then things happen with much less strife.
0: But, and I don't want to get too deep on this.
1: I am the chosen one.
0: But, no, no, no. (laughs) Is that because that is what the destiny is? Or is it because it's convenient to feel like if I'm getting too resistance, it's the wrong path?
1: It's not that. It's that I've tried to veer off certain paths several times And I end up in the same place.
0: (laughs) Would that just be coincidence and cause and effect? Or could that be because there is a chosen path for you? It
1: could be multiple. And I don't even believe that there's a chosen path, but I do believe that like.
0: But there are people, especially religious fanatics who every single thing that they do in their life, they think it's because God told them to, or because God challenged them, or because God, is putting well, I them think to, there's
1: more people who don't want to take any accountability
0: for their actions but <laughs> but um, but it's it's not, it's not like those people didn't exist though like yeah. I know I, I totally understand that there is a logical reasoning for it just like there's a logical reasoning for for how Paul becomes a he's a natural board but leader he a, had all this if, training if there was an
1: actual answer to this then philosophy wouldn't be a thing because
0: nobody has figured it out no one knows but it's fun to explore yeah, like, and that's no why one knows. that's why Themes like this are so popular. Right. The
1: prophecy doesn't matter. It's just... It's one of the ways to get to where you're going. Because, um... Like, I don't think Star Wars really brought in many, like, prophecy things. It was more like...
0: Well... It's more like... It's his destiny.
1: But not like... It is written.
0: No, but... It was so and this is hard to say, but prequel is very prophecy. Yeah. Because uh the whole wow, we're talking about so many different this is great, this is yeah. fantastic. Uh this is so much fun. Um but prequel Star Wars is all about prophecy. Uh think about the fight that Obi-Wan and Anakin have at the end of episode three. That's the the big one, like, um When he goes, you are not supposed to destroy the Jedi. You're supposed to bring balance to it. Mm -hmm. And and the thing is, like he was a self-fulfilling prophecy because he, like Anakin Skywalker, brought back like in the whole things of being worried about him turning bad, turning evil. He does in the end wind up bringing balance to the Force because with his son later on they wind up destroying what (laughs) they wind up destroying the sith but it's not until all of this horrible stuff he does and honestly i think think
1: you hit on it self-fulfilling prophecy yes it doesn't matter who it is it doesn't matter where it is they are going to although with the zendaya of it all that sounded kind of like did did Explain that. What? Explain like. So did they also know? So could it have been anyone's tear? Did it have to be a tear of somebody who loved him? Like, why did that work?
0: It worked because I think I feel like if they just believed it would work, it could have been. It could have been just he needed water. You know what I mean? And that, that was water. Any water would have worked.
1: Like, and then the whole time she's been that, like, yes, yeah, so she's bad. been the
0: one to be with the one. Yeah, but again, this is also very basic How yeah. did
1: she know that? And how did she? Why did she still do it? And like, how did did she know she was supposed to be with the one, or was she just like that? Does not play out. She's like, that's fucking dumb, and like,
0: and I feel like that this gets into the second theme, which is not to. I just want to make sure that we we wrap up relatively soon uh, cuz we're hit we already oh, in yeah, on yeah. time left. I know, I know, I'm just saying. but this goes into uh what Zendaya fears and everyone else is just seduced by and that is the absolute power corrupting absolutely yes. and when he becomes the messiah uh in 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 layman's terms he like becomes this all way too powerful person for for one being and it, well, it scares Adea. It's
1: because nobody will stand up to him. And if nobody stands up to somebody, then they can do whatever they want.
0: And the thing that's crazy is uh and I think one of the things that like this is going a little bit into prediction, but I think what was gonna wind up happening and I could just read books and find out what really happens is I would not surprise if I would not be surprised if, like in the end, this is him becoming Anakin Skywalker.
1: Well, he's very much like he went real dark real fast. Like yes, he's had power for two minutes and he's like kill everyone.
0: Right. I want to. I want. He doesn't want to bring peace anymore. He didn't
1: want the, he didn't want the holy war and
0: now he does. He brought upon his own, which is again back to self fulfilling prophecy. True. But <laughs> what's that? No, you are like, tell us <laughs> over. Oh, but back to the self. I'm excited. Yeah, I know. Back okay. to the self fulfilling. Yeah, yeah, whatever works. Back to the self fulfilling prophecy. But I think a lot of the self fulfilling prophecy exists because of the power he amasses, because he gets that desert power. Uh-huh because the people believe in him.
1: Also though, there's not many options. So it's not like that self. like, it was like, you've got A, B or C. It's not like there was like a thousand different paths he could have taken. It's a very finite options staying on Arrakis being with the Fremen. Like that's like.
0: Well, I mean, the, the question would have been like,
1: I but, think but, but, I they think ousted him if he wasn't the Messiah because they were fanatics. So the only reason to go, like they blew up the north, so down downstairs is all all we can go. And ultimately he went there because um he's very attached to his unborn sister.
0: Yeah. But um so
1: while he got the like like the vision from Jameis, um I, I second guess that name every time Um <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry. That, <laughs> So that probably Which is why I kind of said Is that like one of the desert demons Because it like Maybe it just wants chaos And that's how it will get it Getting the chosen one Down south to f- finish it To drink the water of life
0: No yeah No no uh, I, don't, just I don't remember
1: there was something that we kept seeing like under the surface that wasn't a person, it wasn't a mouse, it wasn't a sandworm, it was like a dark shape that would like go across.
0: I have to rewatch and see. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if I picked up on that. And a lot of this we're talking about is a conversation that Stilgar has with
1: And there wouldn't be no
0: point in the conversation
1: if they weren't going to use it.
0: Right. So
1: that leads me to believe that that might have been
0: Before he rides his first sandworm
1: Yes
0: Which is, in my opinion, the first time he ever It is really cool, but I think it's Such a turning point in the movie Because I feel like that's the first time he really Ever truly He really truly Seizes Power for the first time And he's still really Reluctant and very humble about it Which Stoddard would say that's what the chosen One would do.
1: He was not humble. He was, like, non firm and I can fucking on lie to Sandworm.
0: But he still, they would still call, he, like, still be the leader, but it's it's when he when he ousts the Emperor, I feel, feel like, just like uh, Star Wars, you know, to just relate it to that again.
1: Just like the, Moon.
0: Yeah, yeah, again. <laughs> but, like, fear and anger leading to the Dark Side, his anger over being a Harkonnen.
1: And the death of his
0: father. And the it's anger of his death, death of his father because of the emperor's hands in it. Mm-hmm. And the the fact that I feel like at that point, he, he not only embraces being the, the messiah, he embodies it. And I feel like at that point, you wonder to yourself, is he any better than the baron?
1: I'm trying to think of who has gone so dark so fast. Because he just like, slips right I mean, in. Skywalker. He didn't go that fast, though. So. He killed the children of the temple. Not the moment. <laughs> not the moment of power. So yes, it was awful, but I don't think it was that fast. And I think he was more resistant
0: than Paul. But you, you have to see the parallels there, though, between those two because not just they, you, I'm not you specifically, I'm saying like the, the that's listener.
1: Because Dune I inspired it. I'm
0: just saying it's it's so cool to see that.
1: I still can't wait to hear that so many people are gonna be like, Oh my god, you ripped up Star Wars and yeah, I'm be like yeah, yeah. That's very awesome. But I do think in some of the ways that it's been produced that it borrowed back from Star Wars in a really cool way.
0: Possibly. Possibly. Mostly
1: with like flying things.
0: Oh very okay.
1: reminiscent of when um they're, fly- they're racing in the prequels.
0: Oh, the pod racing? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Which is, oddly enough, well, I'm not a racing fan, pod racing was always my favorite from the movie. Really?
0: Interesting. Yeah. Star Wars, and in this case now, Dune, has this really cool, like...
1: You know what? I haven't watched Star Wars since I've been doing this. That might be an interesting thing one
0: day. I would not be sad. Uh, maybe Luke would maybe participate in that we have to start the movie at the time that we started this movie yeah Yeah. (laughs) um
1: before he expires yes children have an expiration. oh yeah sure you know that yeah but if you don't have children be careful they can do things and then like they're done
0: yeah like it could be the minute after uh so yeah those are those are two themes i think that the movie explores really well just the fact that... And the thing is, like, Paul Atreides starts with being a very altruistic, very peaceful, very, like, I, I don't want to...
1: Like, I was sent here to protect Arrakis, right. I'm going to do that. Right. And then he meets the nan and was like, I'm really gonna do
0: that. Yeah, you're Ne'a an man.
1: And then he takes for granted that... That he can do both, then you can't do right. both. You cannot
0: he, be the power does. and be with the people. You right, both. that is a hundred percent. Yes, speak to that. Like that's obviously that's it. He he wants to, he wants to be. It,
1: earlier in the movie, she kind of foreshadowed that. She's like, "You're from a castle, and I'm from here, and, and but we don't have says, different."
0: She also says, "You're not gonna change because you'll always be Paul." But he's afraid of change, and then self-fulfilling self-fulfilling prophecy. He completely changes
1: because he took on the, the power, the life, right, the, the water of life, which is gorgeous. And like the way the the you couldn't tell the the viscosity of the um. How do you the word. Say it? yeah, viscosity. Okay, um, I read. I don't say things. Um <laughs>
0: great. I
1: have a few of those. That are really bad, um, but just the way like it looks so velvety and like thick and like I wonder what it tastes like. What do you think it tastes like? Do you think it's very bitter? Do you think it tastes good? Cause like they like it's like from like a ma- like a really cool beast. Like is it delicacy? Like what's going oh, on? There? But they didn't like act like it was bad.
0: Um, oh, no! best. All right. And only
1: had one sip.
0: I want to. Yeah, people. Can, what
1: if he drank it all?
0: he'd be dead, dead.
1: He ate and left no crumbs, as as the youths say.
0: As the youths. All right. Uh, I think that that really wraps. I want to wrap it up with just a couple of thoughts. One specifically that I wanted to discuss. Oh, actually, discuss maybe three things. Um, Maybe ten things. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what did you think of all the battle sequences?
1: Okay, I'm not a battle person, but they were really cool, and very much reminded me of Lord of the Rings in That's the. That's
0: <laughs> what I wanted to get into. You and I were discussing this, and
1: I'm actually the one that brought it up, not you. You
0: were, yes, you were. I'm like, it was, I, I was thinking the, the same thing. Was
1: very much like yeah,
0: two towers, yeah. like the second movie in Lord of the Rings. First one sets up what the quest is. The only difference between Lord of the Rings. I mean, this is more fantasy versus sci-fi. The Lord of the
1: Rings is fucking gorgeous and not in sand, so it does have that. Lord of the
0: Rings is also gorgeous too, It's just its own way.
1: I don't like sand.
0: Well, I and like Skywalker would give this movie a zero out of ten. Know. We know that, ironically enough. But I
1: don't know. He might deal with the sand just. To but I,
0: I think that this might be this generation's Lord of the Rings.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: Like uh, a wave um what do you call them a, a thing that's art but mainstream um something that is zeitgeist? well zeitgeist is one way, but something that is like there's there's stuff that like is unapproachable and then there's stuff that is like oh, it's accessible it's like an accessible version of high levels of science fiction okay,
1: true because the Lord of the Rings series is not accessible to read. No. And I don't think Dune is either.
0: Probably not. Yes. But they, the way both but, Peter Jackson and Lord yeah. of the Rings and Denny Villeneuve, which I think Denny Villeneuve is going to ultimately be remembered for, is this franchise. Mm-hmm. I don't know how many, and again, we're going to go in a little bit into predictions here, but I think that...
1: I don't think they're going to stop.
0: I think that this is going to go on for a lot. There's a lot of Dune books. Yeah. There are tons of stuff. There's a lot of stuff about his sister. There's a lot of stuff about the princess. There's a lot of stuff about the Fremen. Uh, I know that there's been a, in for HBO, there's, uh, like, Warner Brothers. There's been uh, a production, like, it, it, it's been in production for many, many, many years. They wanted to do, uh, like, uh, the, a movie just about the Betty Jesuits uh-huh. or, like, a miniseries, like, about the founding, about what it's like to get through go through the, the training of it. Okay. Let's talk
1: about the training oh, Let's roll sure. one more time. When she's seducing him and then it's like, put your hand in the box. Yeah, <laughs> which one.
0: That was, which one. was <laughs> that was really funny. That was a good um, But like, but
1: she had like positions there too. So um, like
0: Oh yeah. <laughs> well and then they, they made a daughter it very quickly so was, yeah. Yeah. she put something he put something else in the box. Let's just say a dick in a box? her box
1: what if he put his dick in that box because he said they said he liked pain He does. she's like what the fuck are you doing you're not supposed to do that and he's like
0: pain he's like what well, just keep it there man it's just yeah, fun. Fine. um but I did like the parallelism sorry I, we didn't bring this up but when Paul tells the high priestess silence after she does it to him and his mother and he's just
1: she's like, bump, bump, just high. Yeah, yeah. And then she's like, "Oh, hi, lady. Um, what's it called again? The Reverend Mother." Reverend Mother. Because she was like, "Hi, Reverend Mother." Because like now they're the same level, right? If not, now she's above her. She's above she's
0: her. Him because she's the Mother Chosen One. Um, but no, I I really feel like uh this movie I thought it would be a more not that it wasn't a complete. I feel like Dune Part 1 was definitely a complete story. It was about the beginning of Paul Atreides to becoming like the boy of Paul Atreides, becoming the man of Paul Atreides. And I feel like he went from man to like monster. Yeah. I mean, yes. Yeah. Essentially by the the end of it. No,
1: he craves the war that he foresaw that will cause Yeah, you're right. Billions of deaths, I believe
0: they were saying. Yeah.
1: Billions of Deaths
0: right. is like eh, very
1: great. bad. Like just because he's pretty doesn't mean he's just like Yeah. He's a baddie.
0: Yeah. Uh he's definitely in uh his villain era. <laughs> um so uh I we also talked a little bit about the Fremen technology. I just wanted to make sure to mention it. I love the exploding mines like that, that that they released. Like um I also loved all the stuff that they used with sand, like I love the scenes where, like, they didn't know what was happening, and then, like, they'd be taken out. And, like, just, like, these, like, shadows just, like, coming and uh, taking people the, out.
1: When the um, kangaroo mouse was, like, playing with the thing leading out of the sand, I wonder if that was Paul, because he is the kangaroo mouse. Oh, yeah,
0: that would have been cool. What and is he that, is one of the are people in right the right there.
1: kangaroo mouse. They are very, like,
0: good. Yeah. Um... So a little bit of predictions line. Um, do you think there's definitely gonna be a third movie? There's no way they don't make a third. This movie makes tons of stuff movies. I don't know how long that Denny Villeneuve is gonna be signed on to do this, but they could do tons of uh they could do prequel stuff, they could do side sequels, they could do I mean it's a whole world that he's created that Frank Herbert Herbert has created back in nineteen sixty five with this uh wonderful series. Um I have a thought. Or a question? I I wanted, Do you think
1: that Zendaya going to go back and rebuild the North? And I think it's going to be a very like segmented like. Well, I don't think there's going to be my questions with both of them in it.
0: My question the is going to be: Rift. What do we think happens with Zendaya? Um. Because I think what winds up happening.
1: She's like, I'm gonna do Euphoria. Bye.
0: <laughs> I think that. In my prediction, again, I have not read the books. I I might have different ones after it, and I might might say, oh, like, hey, I was real right on that. I was real wrong about this. But I think that Paul winds up... I feel like there's going to be an eventual rift between him and his mother.
1: It's already... You can see the...
0: The starting of it?
1: Yeah. The because she wants she has been like, you need to do that. She's very much like the nagging mother. And he's gonna be so like I am the excuse the talk out of me, bitch.
0: That's I mean that's that's I mean, that's just how most children see their mothers. Just saying. And he's gonna be like,
1: I'm the chosen one.
0: Right. You can't tell me what to do.
1: I think at least once he's gonna do the voice at her.
0: Yeah, and she—if has she already done it? Not for her. But I think she's going to see that there's a, a an issue there, and that I feel like the I feel also there's going to be a time jump between this movie and this movie. This movie starts right after the way the yeah. first movie ended. But I I have a feeling that the next one there's going to be some sort of time jump, even from the beginning of the movie or in the middle of the third movie, because I feel like there's going to be a way they want to have the sister grown up. I feel like they want to have Anna Taylor joy play the sister. Like she was cast in this. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel that, uh, I definitely think that they could make it happen. Um, and I feel like that, that whatever Paul's reign is going to be, it's not going to be a happy one. And I feel like that there's the, the mother, The daughter like his sister and because this i mean this plays like classic star wars Mm -hmm. you know what i mean and and zendaya are going to try to get whatever rebel alliance to go against him because he has become corrupt again it's also a really powerful thing like like you said, the society is very female forward. I
1: think at the end of it, he is going to come back, but it's going to be for a moment, like right before he dies. Like, yes. I think there's going like, to be in this, like a redemption arc for just a moment. And yes. like he, after that, he cannot have a happy ending. You're not allowed to. Right.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. I feel like he's going to go too far if he hasn't already.
1: He, he's already gone too
0: far. Well, where where do you think he pushed himself too far? Where do you think he went 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 to the Was it when he killed Baron? Was it when he um, when made he the went... marriage proposal to the princess? I mean, that was a douche move.
1: Um, no. Um, he wanted the war, and he made it happen.
0: So and so for you, you would say, what you have to do what what he should have done was overthrow the Harkonnens say can you leave us in peace but instead because he so badly wanted to assume power become the emperor that is where
1: not even leave us in peace like you can fight the people that are fighting you but he started something different I feel like
0: well because he wanted he wanted Arrakis for the Fremen which I feel like is an altruistic goal, but I feel like him feeling that the only way to accomplish that is to become the ruler of the universe.
1: No, at that point, he's not concerned with the Fremen anymore. He's concerned with himself.
0: I'm just saying, at when he started out, he wanted to have power, he wanted the Fremen to have their own land because he wanted people, he, I feel like the altruistic thing is, he wanted spice production to stop. I feel like
1: today it's gonna, like, lay the shit out of the shit
0: he wanted yeah
1: like general organa
0: yeah yeah oh yeah (laughs) he wanted spice production to stop Mm -hmm. so that the so they would leave so they would well he wanted spice production to stop so that there's a possibility that the land could grow back Mm -hmm. because they they wanted to harvest the spice production another way to do that is to keep dune sand dunes you know um,
1: which is not the reason it's called Dune. The reason it's called Dune is because that's the Fremen word for the planet.
0: Yeah, which is so cool. I thought that was a cool little. And the first, nod.
1: like I was kind of wondering, like la- like the first one, like why the fuck is it called Dune? That's kind of basic.
0: Like, yeah,
1: no shade. Like, obviously did yeah. a good job, but
0: like, Dune is sand dune. Frank Herbert do better. That's what <laughs> we're saying. No, I uh. I, I guess we could end it by thinking by saying, um, what did you how did you feel about the movie? What rating would you give it? What do you think about it? Uh do you think it's uh, gonna be we're gonna be talking about this in uh about a year from now when we're talking about potential Oscar winners or Oscar nominees. I can't see
1: how it wouldn't be.
0: Me too. I, I definitely think this is this is gonna be the front runner for a while. Right. Like... and what's interesting is it
1: was gorgeous. The sound is
0: amazing. Like it used to be. Wow, Mr. what happened
1: in it isn't my favorite. It was very well executed.
0: Yes, it's interesting because so Oscar movies used to really come out November, December. You know, just before the the voting started. Everything, everywhere, all at once. That was a March movie. This is a March movie. Oppenheimer was a June movie. Well, I'm all for March
1: movies.
0: Yeah, I'm just saying, I know, you're being March baby here. And uh, anniversary. And an anniversary.
1: And
0: yeah. Break. yeah, March is a great month. Um, But I was just saying that, um, you know, it doesn't matter anymore when movies come out. Yeah. If it's a great movie, it's going to be a great movie. Um, And I think that this is going to be, we're definitely going to hear about this coming mm-hmm. Academy time. I think it's definitely going to be a nominee. It's going to win all the technical stuff um it's uh i just can't wait to see what happens so all that being aside what did you what rating would you give it what your final thoughts i don't think
1: i'm into numbers anymore um
0: wow that is so paul Atreides of you okay
1: no it's not <laughs> Like I don't you didn't ask me on the last one what number I would give it I totally I forgot. I forgot
0: yeah, it is incongruent I so
1: unfortunately, at this time, I will not be able to answer that
0: okay, I okay here can I answer this question? Do you like do want do and two more <laughs> or do you think you have to give it a rewatch to to make that determination, didn't you okay
1: I think. Basically, like so much happened, so many really cool things happened. Um, The fight sequence happened. The sandworm riding by every like everyone's riding sandworms. Like you get sandworm, you get a sandworm. Right. Um, Seeing how it's made, like that gave us the information, and this showed us what things are. And we got to travel more of Arrakis, and we got to meet new characters and. So I would have to say Dune 2 But it would be nothing without Dune 1 So,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, so what I'm in saying...
1: a series Like this it's very hard to do Like to pick favorites but I <laughs> but do think That it would be this one I feel like you're going to pick the first one And like
0: You would be so Very wrong mm-hmm. I think this is maybe The most boycotted movie ever Yeah Um, Which I'm assuming you've definitely picked up on Yeah Uh, I think this is the most epic movie, like, as far as, like, scale, this is the most epic movie to come out since Return of the King. Yeah. Now, and while I didn't have as much of a... None of these movies, and I I feel bad for saying this, but it's just the truth, none of these movies have moved me, like, emotionally, to, like, to the point of, like, like, I feel like Lord of the Rings, like, still, I feel...
1: Well, because there's heart in that, the heart gets cut off once he's cut off from Zendaya in this, so... And I feel bad about the
0: loss of their love, but nothing really is, like... It doesn't, like... Like, like Return of the King, like, there's so many scenes where you just, like, ball your eyes at Well,
1: actually, the difference is Dune is toxic masculinity, and um, Lord of the Rings is very coded as... Non-toxic, like positive masculinity.
0: Okay, and I guess Star Wars isn't a movie that also really, like, pushes my emotions. It's just like no, it's just there, like But I I would say again, I would say that this movie was the most epic movie I've seen since like Return of the King, as far as from the spectrum and scale. And I think it even improves upon like what, like, what you can do in a battle.
1: Yes. Because they have, like, in scene battle, like, end, like, these were, like, end-game battles.
0: Yes, but...
1: But but. three of them going on simultaneously, and, um... And
0: the filmmaking is incredible, and it just keeps on going up, the acting is great, the writing is, I mean, you know, uh, classic. Uh, if I were to put a rating system, I would probably give this like a nine out of ten, like that high up.
1: What gets above that
0: <sighs> Like it has to be like a really special, transformative movie that like Return of the King is a ten out of ten. okay uh, for me, personally, Dark Knight is a ten out of ten because I feel like it's transformed the superhero genre. Mm. I feel like two movies came out the year Dark Knight came out. Dark Knight. And Iron Man.
1: Well, I think that this is going to transform...
0: The way you can do with science fiction.
1: This generation. Because think- it's going to introduce it to them. Yeah, it's possible. Awesome. And it will also bring up the... More people will go back and read that now. So that is kind of a really cool thing. Like, yeah, yeah. bringing back the... Oh, for, sure. for sure. But I think... It's hard to care about the Bini Jesuit and he's half Benny Jesuit. Like they're cool but like they're so harsh and cold right. that like an emotional reaction is kind of hard to have and the Fremen are so like badass that they're not showing that vulnerable side of themselves so you don't get to know it. They're very stoic
0: about And like you said it's very coded toxic masculinity mm-hmm. and you know, it's not about getting. Into but
1: with ones. with Lord of the Rings, those men are touchy. They love each other. They are I mean, good dudes. Like,
0: thanks for logging. I uh, I think this concludes our discussion on Doom Part Two. Unless you have anything else to say. No. Okay. I think uh, it was. Uh, I had a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, I hope. Our one listener has a lot of fun listening, to it. I don't know. This. We've had eight listens on our last... Wow, folks, eight listeners. Okay, that's seven more than I ever thought we'd have, so that's good. But, uh, you know, hopefully...
1: <laughs> we've been podcasting too long, so we've got to knock at the door.
0: All right. So... Uh, like you said, we've been podcasting too long. So, so long that
1: our kid just, uh, I don't know if you guys heard that little last bit, but he knocked on the door.
0: <laughs> uh, he was like, let's, you gotta stop. Um, it's, I mean, that's it for me. Hopefully, uh, if we join y'all back in Arrakis, it's because we read it, or it's because we
1: uh, watched the second
0: time, watched the second time, or possibly because it's Oscar season for. Twenty Twenty Four. Which
1: will have meant we watched the second time. Correct. Right. Probably more by then.
0: Possibly. Yeah, it seems like a movie prime for a rewatch.
1: Now Especially this one are
0: specific scenes that would be so cool to rewatch.
1: This one Luke would love.
0: Because yeah. It's
1: constant. It's mail coded.
0: Yes, very.
1: And it's constant action, which is his two things to yeah. watch things. <laughs>
0: All right, that's it for me. Uh, hopefully, we will catch you all. I know we're doing. We're trying to bang out some Oscar podcasts.
1: It's our goal. We set a very lofty goal in a very small amount of time, and the time is getting closer. So you're going to get what you get, but we're going to we're going to try our best.
0: We're definitely at least going to have an Oscar predictions podcast for you. Yes, and if we wait to talk about the specific Oscar movies. After the Oscars, I'm kind that's okay. of
1: thinking that we would combine Anatomy of a Fall. Nope, that was we did that one. <laughs> um, Zone of Interest and American fiction. I mean that's fine with um me. possibly, but no, those We'd are watch two very different ones.
0: We'd have to watch it first.
1: Those are like
0: we still got past lives, still got holdover, we still got yes so many. So and plus we just rewatched Open Timber last night and we wanted to talk about that. If we get a chance, Killers of the Flower Moon as well. But uh, we'll definitely be doing an Oscar predictions. Program. All Oscars, I'll you all that. the time. I'll give you that. Like We are definitely yes. doing one. I'd love to see if we can release it by Friday at the latest. Only because or Friday evening or going to Saturday just because I'd love to have that on air before we do our Sunday reaction pod.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: okay. All right. Uh like I said, that's it from me. I'm uh, gonna
1: go research if they actually um made that popcorn bucket happen.
0: Yes, that is a very valuable of time. I'm Mitchell Regan.
1: I'm Teresa Stoddard. Goodbye. Where? Uh-huh.